1: Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get podcasts.
0: How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. This is Stacking the Box with NFL Insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. It's the Wednesday edition of Stacking the Box in the middle of the COVID-19 NFL debacle. Matt Berteram, I'm just going to get it. Listen, let me just start the show here, Verdi, and tell you what needs to happen. It's called 32 Bubbles. It's called they have to stay in hotels. It's called life is not normal. You cannot send players back home to be with their families and do whatever they do. There's no way around this. They've been trying to kick the can down the road and, and finger cross and whatever the, whatever the hope is that, that some level of normal can come on as long as you're wearing a mask in the facility and coaches are on the sidelines during an NFL game. It's not going to work. It was never going to work. And you really put yourself in peril now when Cam Newton tests positive. You go and you play the football game. You take two planes. Stephon Gilmore now tests positive. He was on the field for every single damn play against the Chiefs. Who the hell knows what's going to come out of this? This is not – you can't go about it the way they're going about it. They're heading towards disaster. Your thoughts? Welcome in, by the way. Yeah,
1: listen, man. I, first of all, I'll be very honest. This is going to be a little bit of a different podcast because I am sick and tired of effing covid in life in general, with the NFL, uh, I, I'm just, I've, I've had it. So I'm going to be, I mean, my wife is a nurse, right? So like, I, I worry about her every day. She's dealing with it. She's working at a clinic right now that she normally doesn't work at because every single nurse is out because they all tested positive for COVID. Every single one of them. And it's because people are too damn stupid to wear a mask, and socially distance and wash their hands. Okay. Now with football, is that the reason that you're having COVID tests that are coming back positive? I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. That may not be the case at all. Guys may be taking every precaution and they still may be getting it. God knows that has happened for plenty of people in this country, but the vast majority of people in this country who have, who have just thumbed their nose at everything that's gone on for the last six, seven months. uh, This is why we're now still dealing with this while so many countries in the world are not dealing with it. Because as Americans, we just can't seem to figure it out. And now if you're a football fan, I'm assuming you are because you're listening to this podcast. Otherwise, you're lost, and I would I would advise you to go elsewhere. Uh, the, the season, well, I don't believe it's in jeopardy. Uh, I think the integrity of it is, to some extent, there's a real chance that the Titans might have to forfeit this Sunday because they just can't stop. They have 22 positive tests right now. 22. Now some of those are staffers but still my god. It's it's a dozen players. It's unreal. Now the Raiders have at least one test. It's in dispute whether there's one or two that are positive there. The Chiefs had one on on their Friday test. They have not had one since but as you mentioned, the Patriots have now had three positive tests. Okay, one was a practice squad player who was not in Kansas City, Newton of course, and now Gilmore. Gilmore Played, as you also mentioned, every snap. So we will see what comes of that. Now, the Titans played the Vikings. The Titans, apparently, the whole effing team had COVID, and nobody on Minnesota got it. So maybe you will get lucky there again. Maybe you won't. We're going to find out. I don't know that there needs to be a bubble necessarily. I think it'd be smart. But I do think that the NFL has got to wake up and realize, you know what, if we're going to do it this way, fine. But then you're going to have to add in some extra bye weeks. You're going to have to add in weeks on the back end. That's the way this is going to be. Or you're going to have to cancel a few weeks because this isn't baseball and you can't play 19 doubleheaders like the Cardinals had to this season. So, look, if you're someone who is distanced and sanitized and, and, and washed your hands and, and wore masks, God bless you. And you've been part of the solution. But if you have not, and you're the guy or the gal who's complaining about football not being readily available for you right now, shut up. You're part of the problem. And that's where we are on October, seventh, two in 2020.
0: Well, and by the way, I would dispute a couple of things that Matt Bergram said. There, Actually, I'd only dispute one thing, and that would be, if you're not a football fan and you're listening to this podcast, you should still listen to this podcast because we <laughs> are just two incredibly likable, cuddly teddy bears with great opinions, even uh, if you're kind of... Uh, not feeling that at this very moment because you sure. disagree with the COVID. And shame on you, by the way, for disagreeing on, on what we're saying on the COVID. I'm guessing everybody does agree. Uh, but see, luck is not a plan in life, Bertram. Uh So I, I do think you have to be wise and look around and see what's going on and look at the NBA and look at the NHL and realize that okay, fine, we can't recreate what... Repeat after me. I, Kevin, take you, Susan. I, Kevin, take you, Susan. It's a Jamie from Progressive. Shh, Jamie. No, it's all right. I can talk. Progressive protects you 24-7, which means you can contact us anytime. Shh. Hmm. I'm getting a loud shh sound, so I'm going to talk louder. What can I help you with today?
1: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Progressive can do that. Ugh, there's that noise again. Hold on. Let me put you
0: on speaker. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms. They did, but what would it look like for us to create our own NFL version of that? Uh, You, whatever that would be, 32 bubbles, people don't want to be away from their families. I get it. Sometimes you have to make tough choices in life. They make a lot of money. It's not an endless period of time. It's till the end of the football season, which if you're not in the playoffs is now, what is this? October, the 7th, October, November, December. That's three months. You can do it. And if you can't, that's fine. Then we'll pay you half your salary, whatever they want to work out, you can go home and do what's more important. Family is more important than football. I'm not saying it isn't. So if your situation is that you have wife, kid, partner, whatever, grandparent, parent that you need to be around and not play football, it's more important to you, I get that 1,000%. But then let's do that and let's let those who can make the sacrifice right now adhere to some really strict uh, practices, guidelines, whatever, uh, the NFL is trying to have its cake and eat it. It's just not going to work. you're asking on the rundown here, do they play all 16 games plus the playoffs? Um, I mean, my opinion, I I would also do this. Like, let's just be out of the box NFL survivor. How, how long do the Titans have to be out here? If you miss say, let's call it three games. Is that too many? I don't know. You're out disqualified. Figure out what it looks like from there. I don't know. That's, what I, that's how I would do it.
1: See, I don't think that's reasonable. I, I think per, and that's just my opinion. I don't think you can do that. But I'll tell you right now, if the Titans can't play the Bills and it comes out because the NFL and the NFLPA are both investigating whether or not they did these workouts over the last week away from the facility while they were supposed to be locked down.
0: They don't need I, to investigate this. Of course they did. But go ahead.
1: If, well, listen, I'm not going to go neither here nor there. If that happened, they need, to be, they need to be forced into a forfeiture this weekend. You know what? excuse the language, that's their fucking problem at this point. I mean, seriously. You know what? If you're that stupid, and you broke protocol, and you did that on the side, well, every day, players are testing positive. Coaches are testing positive. Staffers are testing positive. Then you know what? You deserve to lose this week. And yeah, if you're a Pats fan, that blows. You're chasing the Bills. They get a free win, and again, they might have lost. That's the way it goes in 2020. Life is not fair. If it's deemed... Now, the Raiders... Like I said, we don't know how many tests yet. We know one for sure more he We don't know if there's any more. It's been in dispute. If the Raiders have an outbreak and it, and it can be traced back eventually to this, this frigging gathering they had where nobody was wearing masks at this charity function, like, yeah, guess what? You forfeit. You lose. And the NFL, by the way, this is not a radical thought. The NFL in a memo, down, I believe on Tuesday, said that if you are egregiously in violation of our, of our protocols, forfeiture's on the table. I'll tell you another thing. I'd go a step further with some of these teams, like the Raiders, who just cannot get John Gruden to wear a mask the way he's supposed to wear a mask. I w- And I don't care what anybody thinks of masks. Look, it doesn't matter. That's the NFL's protocol. I If I was Roger Goodell, I would personally get on the phone with him and tell him, you take that mask off one more time during these games, you lose your first and second round picks. How's that sound? I'll tell well, you right now, he'd wear a mask to bed if they knew they were going to lose a first and second round pick. Start hitting these teams where it hurts. Hit them, not 250 grand out of the owner's pocket. That's nothing. That's like taking $5 out of my pocket. Hit them where it hurts. Give them a loss. Give them a fourth year of some major draft capital. You'll see these teams start getting in line. But until that happens, they're not going to care because they're just going to think that it's not going to, it's not going to stick to them. You've got to start going after these teams where it really, really matters. For the record, I do think they will play all 16 games. I do, because I think the NFL will start tacking on extra weeks if they have to. But that is subject to change, my opinion.
0: That well, And that's fine, by the way. Go ahead, tack on extra weeks. I'd way rather they did that than do what they did with the Patriots and, and Kansas City. That, to me, was completely and utterly responsible. He tests positive late in the week. What are the odds that nobody else on the team has it? I'd say they're really slim. What's our solution? Well, let's put the people that were around him on one plane. Let's put the other people on another plane. So now we most likely may have a plane of infected people. Let's all get on the field. And play. I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, I was, I was shocked that they played the game. I mean, just I you're, you're asking for trouble. Um, so anyway, I think, I think we've covered it. Anything else you think the NFL should do from here or what do you think the NFL actually will do?
1: Okay, so I think that's the last thing we have to answer, right? What I think they will do is, is tack on a few weeks or at the end of the year if they need to. I think they might put in a buy. Like if I'm the NFL, what does it hurt to just say week nine, return that into a universal buy? Everybody's off that week, except if you have to make up a game. make up a game you play like to me that's the easy solution because let's be real let's just you know and i'll i'll leave it at this but let's just be really just straight up for a second they will play the super bowl if they have to play it in may okay they are going to play the season they're gonna like this idea that they're gonna have to cancel the season is a bunch of fear-mongering bullshit they're never in a million years gonna cancel the season you understand how much money 15 billion dollars is so the reality is the NFL's got the, the, the uh, I guess, the value, I should say, of time, right? Like baseball backed itself in a corner because they sat on their ass and did nothing all the way up until they had a 60-game schedule, and then they had to pack it in like nobody's business. Football doesn't have that problem. Football can sit there and say, look, universal buy, pack on a couple weeks at the end. So What? You move the Super Bowl back a few weeks into February, which, by the way, they built in. They could move it back as far as four weeks and not be affected. Okay? They have the week between the conference title games and the Super Bowl, that, that is, or two weeks, rather. So they could eliminate one of those weeks, which they've done in the past. It's no big deal at all. This is not that complicated. Like, I'm not saying there won't be any issues that come up beyond that, but what the NFL should be doing is building in time, and then you're fine. Then it's not a problem. So I, I think, look, I do think they'll play all the games. I think the NFL is going to have to adjust slightly at some point. I don't think it's the end of the world. But as you can tell, I'm just annoyed, frankly, because, you know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of, of the fear mongering on one end. It's completely unrealistic. But then also that counterbalance by people who just think it's totally fine to act like an imbecile about it and not understand that these are real people getting real illnesses. And let me tell you something. If you don't think that young, healthy people can get sick from it and can die from it while it is rare, it absolutely can happen. I have a friend of mine who's in law enforcement, okay? Two weeks ago, and I'm not going to get into too many details because I don't know even legally if I can. But two weeks ago, he got called on the emergency scene. He ended up having to try to resuscitate a 25-year-old male for 45 minutes, okay? That person died. That person had a heart attack. It turns out that person also had been found to be positive of COVID that morning at the hospital. They discharged them. Now, it's unclear whether COVID was the killer, whether it was a heart attacks brought up something else. Okay. But my buddy had to quarantine in for two weeks. Luckily, did not end up being positive of COVID. All right. My point is, though, that there have been cases where it has been shown that COVID is absolutely the reason a young person passed away. So Well, yes, it is highly, highly unlikely that anybody in the NFL gets it and dies from it. Is it possible? Yeah. Is it possible that getting COVID brings on another symptom that causes something else that's either deadly or very serious? Yeah. So the NFL has got to be really smart about this, not only to protect its season, but to protect its players.
0: Yeah, and look, it's not just about the players on the field. These players all have families. These players yeah. all are participating in the community, at least on some level. So it's, it's not just about whether an NFL player passes away. It's about being a responsible citizen. It's also about being a responsible organization. Uh, do better, NFL. Let's look on the field, at, and we'll start with tomorrow night. Tom Brady, 3-1. and one. The Bears three and one a little more optimism on the Bucks' future and the Bears future right now. Uh, the Bears defense has had its moments this year, where they've looked very solid, but you also have Khalil Max got a sack and a half. You've got Robert Quinn coming over on a huge free agent deal. His first play on the field, he got to the quarterback since then we haven't heard from him. Danny Trevathan, one of their stud linebackers the last couple of years has been pretty much uh, non-existent The the best players on the Bears defense has been like Kyle Fuller. So, but I do, but I also don't think like I still think the Bears is a pretty steady defense. It's just not as overpowering as it once was. What what do you think, Tom, and the and the Patriots will be able to do Thursday night? Well, the
1: Patriots aren't playing,
0: but Tom. I mean the Bucks, Bucks, right? Um, Thank you.
1: Damn it, Carn. No, listen. I I think the Buccaneers are are in a tough spot because they have a million injuries. Godwin's hurt. Evans is hurt. Fournette's hurt. But the Buccaneers might have the best offensive line in of football right now. Okay, Tristan works just played great. Allie Marpet is one of the best interior linemen in the NFL. They, they got a lot going for them. Got a lot going for them. Uh, I think you have to look at this and say the Buccaneers should be able to move the ball if Evans can play. Um, I, I think. Look, the Jamie's log, Progressive, the Harrington's backyard, day
0: four, two eighteen a.m. I've been camping outside the Harrington house for four days now, proving that Progressive has 24-7 protection. Mr. Harrington says I don't need to do this, since Progressive protects 24-7 is a pretty easy concept to grasp. But I'm going to stay and prove my point. Besides, there's a big tree branch over the roof, and I think it's planning something. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.
1: The problem right now in Chicago is the defense is just always put in positions where they, they got to hold teams five, six drives in a row because the offense can't score. And that's just a very hard thing to do for a long period of time. I would expect that the Buccaneers find a way to win this game. I think they'll cover the spread, which is, I think, at now four and a half. Um... Brady will probably just throw a bunch of short passes to bray Gronkowski. Uh, you know, Miller has come on for them as well, Scotty Miller. So, in and, and Evans, we'll see if he can play. He hasn't been able to practice yet, but he played through what was a really bad ankle on Sunday and had over 100 yards. So, who knows? I just think it's tough. Like, the Bears are gonna have to score some points in this game, in my opinion, even with the Bucks being banged up. Like, the, you know, and that's gonna be tough because Bulls. He blitzes the house. Todd Bowles is one of the most aggressive defensive coordinators in football. And they're not going to be afraid to blitz Chicago because Foles is immobile and they have to guard Allen Robinson and nobody else. So I think this is a tough spot for the Bears, even though it's home on a short week.
0: Let me just give you a couple of Matt Nagy stats before we get on out of here on the, on the Bears and the Bucks. okay? Yep. The, 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 Matt, Matt Nagy um, has coached the Bears now 37 games. I'll ask you questions. How many times do you think in the 37 they have not scored 20 points?
1: 25 times.
0: So 22 times you're 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 spot on, you're right there. It's the 13th time that Nagy's offense has not scored multiple touchdowns in this last week losing to the Colts, scoring 11. And by the way, that one touchdown came when the Colts were playing a pre-event defense and it didn't even count. The Bears are 25th in red zone efficiency. The Bears are having communication problems. The Bears can't run the football. 15 rushing attempts, 13 of them went for three yards or less. They had one burst of a run the whole damn game. And that was for six yards. That's not to say that the offense can't get on track, but... At some point here, like you're looking at Trubisky, who I don't think is ever going to be a good quarterback, and now people are talking about Foles, who, sure, middle-of-the-road quarterback. But Matt Nagy is no offensive genius. That has been underlined and, I think, proven now in 37 games. He's a great motivator, I think, and he is a positive guy, and I think the players like him. But he needs to stop calling plays in Chicago, Matt Verderam. That is not his game. He needs to employ an offensive coordinator who is good at it and makes him look good. He is putting his tenure as a head coach in peril because he wants to be this offensive guru that he isn't. He's hurting himself, and he's hurting the team. That's my Matt Nagy rant that I wanted to get out. you disagree with anything I said? Um, I like Matt Nagy, but
1: it's getting late early. Like, at some point, man, you got to score some points. And I get it. The quarterbacks stink, but that's part of the deal. I mean, Andy Reid, before he got Mahomes, had plenty of quarterbacks who were unlimited as hell, and they scored a bunch of points. So, at some juncture, you you got to do something. It's a results business.
0: Yeah. All right, let's move on to Washington. Interesting uh, punt by Ron Rivera. Dwayne Haskins is out of a job. Kyle Allen is coming in. Uh, I would get this if there was a stud quarterback coming behind Kyle Allen. I don't believe is that maybe you do. He certainly knows the system better with his history with, with, with Rivera. I get that, but it's not like Haskins has been terrible, terrible. He just hasn't been great. I, I it's, it seems premature to me.
1: Haskins has been bad, but Kyle Allen sucks. Okay. Like, let, let's just call it it. Kyle Allen last year, 17 touchdowns, 16 picks. Like, why do we think Kyle Allen's good? And I got to tell you, I watched a lot of Panthers games last year. I'd say I probably watched 13, 14 other games. Kyle Allen can't play. Like, he might be a backup. Like I, I could see him being a backup. Sure. I'm not saying he can't be in the league, but he's not a starting quarterback. And does anyone really think that Kyle Allen is going to be the, the future in Washington? I mean, I don't know. If Kyle Allen thinks that. So, if I'm wrong, I'm happy to eat my words. I, I, I got nothing against a kid. Hopefully, he goes in there and plays great. He's 24 years old. He's got his whole life ahead of him. Maybe he's fantastic. I, I just, there's nothing that we saw last year that suggests that he's going to be good. And it's not like he's going from a team that had no weapons to a team that has a ton of them. There's no Christian McCaffrey on this team. Like they, they, that, that guy's not walking by the door, right? Like, yeah. they, like DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are better receivers than, than what Washington has. I mean, Terry McLaurin's terrific. They have nobody else. They have no tight end. They're horrible. So I, it's not as though you look at this and go, oh, well, Kyle Allen's going to be surrounded by such great talent now. He's going to succeed. No, he's not. And Haskins, I don't think Haskins is good. I have no problem with Washington admitting that and getting ready to move on. In fact, I, frankly, I think it's the right thing to, to move on quicker than later because you always see these teams do this. They get these guys like Trubisky, who they know aren't going to work out, and they just jam them down your throat for four years. But... I would have let him play the year out. Like even if internally you're like, "Look, this isn't the guy. We're moving on." Why not let him just play the next twelve games? Like you're not whether it's Alex Smith or Kyle Allen, they're not the future. And if Haskins isn't fine, the other problem by this by this move, by the way, you tank Haskins' value. You are going to get so much less for now trading him than you would have, even if he played and wasn't great. At least he would have got some experience. He's now their third string quarterback. They they put him down two rungs. So he he's not going to fetch you anything. I'm I think giving, that's a that's a tough spot, man. That's a tough spot for Washington to
0: do that. I'm giving you one game to win. You get to pick one of these three quarterbacks, and you have three weeks to get them ready. Josh Rosen, Dwayne Haskins, Mitchell Trubisky. Can I just uh, can I just run into traffic? You. That's not an option. Your life is on the line, Vertoram. Who are you taking? Trubisky. Wow. Yeah. All right.
1: It's not hard of a decision. I take Trubisky. Okay. Trubisky's not good, man, but like he's always had games in his career. He's been good. Rosen and Haskins are awful. They can't play. They can't play.
0: Well, one of – I mean,
1: Haskins, last week there was a fourth and goal at the 13-yard line, and he threw a ball four yards. Like the awareness is just – you can't – Look, Mitchell was, Trubisky would do that. I maybe he would, but like you just you reach a point where they – And look, the only thing I'll say for Haskins, the only thing. He started like 11 games in his career and they've been god awful. So maybe if you want to make that argument that hey, get him into a situation where he can actually, you know, have a real team around him and get some time. Okay. But like the other thing is who's the team? I'll who's trade the team?
0: I'll trade Mitchell Trubisky if I'm the Bears for Dwayne Haskins right now. Let's go. Sure, but I mean, if you trade for Dwayne Haskins, is that your answer going forward? I probably not, but I'd I'd be interested in finding out if he looked a whole lot better. The Bears aren't a a bad answer, by
1: the way. I'm not saying they aren't. The Bears are a fine answer. I don't know. I don't. And I'll tell you what, though. Guess who's on the clock now? Daniel Jones. Sure. Because you know this is now becoming a trend in the NFL. Show me something right away or get out. I don't know that I agree with it, but all of a sudden now, Daniel Jones is that guy. You're going okay. Uh, we didn't, you know, Joe judge didn't draft you. Now what? Interesting. Interesting.
0: Not, not on the clock at all, but just following up on our podcast on Sunday night. Cause I know people are dying for my Kyler Murray thoughts. Oh. Uh, I, I, I still have small quarterback man bias for him. I, I, I'm still, I'm still struggling with it. He just, like, I look at him, like, is this built to last? How the hell can you he even see? Um, and I understand that he's like super elusive and he made some, some solid throws. Um, but I, I'm having a hard time just buying in that he's the answer in Arizona just for the record. Okay. Uh, all, right. all right. So let's, let's go into the future. We, we touched on this earlier, but uh, let's start with the Titans. Do you think they should be made to forfeit if they can't play on Sunday? I think you already answered this. in I actually
1: did, yes. which is a yeah. shame on me. Cause I knew it was coming in the rundown. I was just too annoyed and said it anyway. Yes. Yeah, they should. Absolutely. Because if, and I will say this point, which I didn't mention earlier. If you're the bills, you really jazzed up to go to Nashville right about now? Nope. Right? Like nope. If, I, if I'm the Bills, I'm like, yeah, screw that. We're not going to play this team. Are you kidding me? The 22 damn positive tests. There's no way in hell we're playing them this week. Oh, listen, I, I'm sorry. And I know Titans fans who, who by the way, have, have gone after me many times before because of my opinion on Mariota, which, by the way, how's that working out? Um, I'm sorry. I know it's unfair. It sucks. What? It, the whole league doesn't revolve around the Tennessee Titans. And I would say it's any other team.
0: Forfeit. Sorry. Yeah, That's the way and, it goes. And by the way, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe they beat the Bills. Maybe they don't. But right. if I'm the Titans, it's not, and it's not ideal at all. And it's anti everything that you sign up to do when you're a professional athlete, but losing the game might actually in the long run be okay for you. How good are you? Your players get arrested. You, you actually get healthy. You don't infect the whole league and you come back a week later, you know? Yeah. Okay. That sucked, but at least we didn't, you know, get dinged up doing it and ruin football. Um, If I was Tennessee, I would understand. Let's move on to the Patriots. Um, The Patriots are going to be a contender, for the AFC East, and that's uh, kind of a weird thing to even say, but looking at what Buffalo is doing, and now you've got uh, the Patriots going COVID-19 central here, if you will. It seems to me getting less and less, but where are you going? I think they will be, assuming they can get healthy. Um,
1: The Bills are playing really, really good football. They've also played the Raiders, the Jets, and the Dolphins. And the Rams, who they beat, who have not all been that impressive in their own right, beating the Cowboys, Eagles, and Giants, two of those games in squeakers um, at home, mind you. Like They blew a 28-3 lead in that game. I think the Bills are a good team, but I would not be surprised at all if New England keeps pace them. And you know what? I got I to give a bunch of props here to New England for a second. New England went to Kansas City on, on a same-day flight Got in there with their quarterback out for the game, they almost won the damn game. Like Belichick figured out for three quarters how to completely flummox Kansas City. Now, they ended up losing by 16 points. It is what it is. Okay. I'm not one of these people. I'm not like a truther with the Chiefs here. They won. They won going away by the end of it. But New England hung right in there. And my point is, you don't think Bill Belichick's going to have a little something for Josh Allen when they play each other? like Belichick is going to give that offense problems because he gives every offense problems. So they play him twice. Could New England beat him once or twice? Yeah, they could. New England's a very hard team to face because Belichick's a genius and they're so unorthodox. So yeah, they, I think they'll be a contender. Do I favor Buffalo? Yes. But is New England a problem in that division? Yes.
0: I'm just looking at the Bills schedule, just doing the math. Let's say they go 5-0. and It's Canada. not easy. No, five and zero. They lose the KC five and one. The Jets six and one. New England at home. Let's just say, let's for argument's sake, okay, they let's lose. Split it. Si- okay, we'll split them. Six and two. They they lose to Seattle. Six and three at Arizona. Total coin flip of a game. Six and four. Let's say they beat the Chargers at home. Seven and four at San Francisco. Again, it feels like a coin flip to me. Home with Pittsburgh at Denver. Bills are no locked. Bottom line, looking. No,
1: it's a hard schedule.
0: So, all right. That, based on all of that, I'm still out. I I think New England's going to have all sorts of troubles going here, and I think their room for error was small. Who knows what it looks like for Cam, and now you've got Gilmore, one of your best defensive players. I I think I'm out on the Patriots, even though I guess that Belichick factor is, is really huge. Let's go to Dallas. They made a big mistake hiring Mike McCarthy. I didn't like that hire when they made it. I always was on Aaron Rodgers' side in Green Bay. Where are you at on this? You and I are in lockstep. I didn't like it either,
1: and I I don't like it even more now because McCarthy's already making a bunch of excuses for a team that is not even trying defensively. And by the way, uh, that is obviously not my unique opinion. That has been shared routinely, but I agree with it. Um, I went back and looked at some of the Cowboys. They didn't even run to the ball at times. Like you're four games into your tenure and you're already not getting through to the players. Are you kidding me? Not great. Not great. Mike, like one in three divisions, a tire fire. You're a huge part of that tire fire. And you know what? I also put this on Jerry Jones. This there is we go. T- this is typical. Like, I don't want to hire somebody. I can't control type crap out of Jerry Jones. It is. Like, Mike McCarthy took that job after a sleepover at Jerry's house. Literally, if you recall that, um, Jerry Jones doesn't like to hire people that he can't essentially He's big. This is what we're doing. This is how it's going to be run. So I put this all on Jerry, but I also will say, yes, at some point here, Mike McCarthy, like, hey, look, man, you are the head coach of the team. Like sink or swim starts with, you know, starts with you on Sundays. At least it should. Uh, can you get him to play hard? That'd be a nice start. Yeah. It's been a bad move so far.
0: Yeah, well, that's where I was going to go. Uh, look, it's always at the top of the food chain when you have an organization that perennially underachieves or doesn't know when to sign a quarterback. So uh, this really isn't about Mike McCarthy. It's a symptom of the Jerry Jones issue that is the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and yes, they made a big mistake hiring Mike McCarthy. Forget about like identifying somebody that would spar with him. It's more like, could you even identify a good, solid, young superstar head coach in the mold of Sean McVay or whoever you want to pick, of course you can't. You're going to go with the old retread because you have the creativity of nothing. Um, Or we're going to have Jason Garrett be here for uh, three decades. It's just uh, not, not impressive. All right, let's, let's do Bill O'Brien. Introducing Under Armour's infinity high sports bra. It's ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body with cord out padding. The better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at ua.com. And who we, I think we called it on Sunday, right? We said he was going to be yeah. out. We yeah. did, right? Well, we said so, he'd be out for the
1: end of the year. So we were just right on the money.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, who do we think is next? Who's 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 moving on to follow the Bill O'Brien retirement in 2020 early, or at least uh, postponement of career early train?
1: I I think it's Dan Quinn, and I don't think that's necessarily fair because I think Adam Gase is a much worse coach, um, and I think I think Matt Patricia is an abomination. But this is Detroit's bye week, and he's not getting fired, so it stands to reason he's going to be there for a while longer. Um, and I've been on that train. I've been saying Patricia's gonna be the guy because the ownership change there, but if they're not gonna fire him on this bye week, then they may not do it. The Jets are just such a rudderless piece of garbage and floating in a barge that it doesn't really matter, I think, to them. They know they're garbage. I almost think they don't want to fire him because then they know that they they might actually win a few games. So it's Tank of Palooza and Gotham. The Falcons almost fired Quinn last year when they were one and seven. Didn't they went six and two to the end the year? You get that optimism. I I could see Arthur Blank, who's a very patient guy and a very calm, rational owner. I could see him, though, just saying, you know what? It's time. It's time to just move on. So I will say that Atlanta's next. And I think O'Brien getting fired does open the floodgates, potentially, for owners who have been hesitant to do this but have wanted to. Now that one has done it, it always makes it easier for the next person.
0: I like everything you just said there, but just to be slightly contrarian, although it's not really contrarian, I'll actually go with Detroit and say in week 12 they'll move on and nobody else will and the Lions will decide the last three weeks that Matt Patricia's had enough or they've had enough of Matt Patricia and the disappointing Lions will do some level of interim and figure it out in the offseason. So I'll take Detroit, but it's – who knows? It would have made a whole lot of sense to get rid of Matt Patricia last year, and you're still rolling along here. All right, let's make some money here, Vertoram. Place your bets. We got five games for you. Cardinals, Jets, Raiders, Chiefs, Colts, Browns, Vikings, Seahawks, and the Chargers and the Saints. We start with Arizona at the Jets. Do they get well a seven-point favorite? All right, let's burn through these. Uh, Cardinals,
1: yeah, I think they cover the seven points. Here's why. They've lost their last two games, okay? They lost to Detroit. They lost to Carolina games. They were favored in on both occasions. This is a win-or-go-home type game. You cannot be taken seriously if you lose three games in a row to those three teams and you cap it off by losing to the Jets, for are not even a football team. Sam Darnold may not play. He's dealing with a sprained AC joint that he somehow played through on Thursday night and now lost to Denver because Adam Gase apparently does not understand uh, what an injury is. So he played through the game, but they don't know if he's going to go. It could be Joe Flacco. Either way, I don't care. The Jets are horrible. The Cardinals are talented. This has to be the game the Cardinals dig their heels in. I know it's back-to-back trips to the East Coast, but I think they win this game. I think they win it by 10-plus.
0: I'll take the Cardinals as well because I've bet on the Jets and I felt like such an absolute moron that I just can't do it this week. And uh, listen, I watched a lot of the Cardinals and the Panthers. They should have an easy time with the Jets. Uh, I mean, come on. Chiefs are a 13-point favorite with the Raiders. Uh, I'm taking Kansas City in this game because the Raiders are starting to go down the COVID train. And I just once, unless you have, I guess, Bill Belichick leading you, I think the focus gets lost real quick. Uh, even though Kansas City has not exactly been overpowering teams, I do think they beat, beat the tar off the Raiders this week.
1: See, I'm taking the Chiefs to cover big in this week, and here's why. Okay, They've won their game. Now, the Chargers game was in overtime, so that was the outlier. But they've by by points, they've beaten the Texans by 14, and that was a 24 point game with like five minutes left. They beat the Ravens by 14, and that game was not even that close. They beat the Pats by 16 in a game that was closer than that. The Chiefs pulled away late. Last year, they beat the Raiders by 18 and 31 points. They kill the Raiders every time they play them. The Raiders have offensive injuries. They've been awful defensively. They're 30th against the pass. They give up 30 points a game. I think the Chiefs will cover this spread by halftime, and I think they will absolutely roll. It's all about styles making fights in the NFL. This is a horrible matchup of styles if you're the Raiders.
0: Let's go to Indy. The Colts are... One of the better defensive teams in all of football. They proved it again this week, albeit they haven't played exactly world beaters on the offensive side of the ball. This week was the Bears. Uh, they were a two-and-a-half-point favorite when this thing started. They're down to one-and-a-half at Cleveland. The Browns look like they're getting well. Their offense certainly better, but, of course, Baker's not dominating. Uh, I'm going with the Colts here. I, I, I think Indy is on a roll, and I think Phillip Rivers is, I don't know, found a youth something's going on in Indianapolis. What do you got? I'm
1: going to take the Browns, which is to kiss of death here. I like them to win the game tight. I do think this is the pretty biggest toss-up of the week. Um, look, Indianapolis is number one in a lot of defensive categories, but they've also played Jacksonville, who they lost to. The Jets, the Vikings, the Bears. I mean, hell, you should be first in a lot of defensive categories after that foursome. Right? So, I, I think Cleveland wins this game. They're at home. They're playing really well offensively. Baker scares the hell out of me because you never know what you're getting with Baker. But I I think Cleveland is better than people think. And look, the one problem Cleveland has is the big play down the field. Defensively, they give it up all the time. Rivers doesn't throw that ball anymore. So I I don't think it's a great matchup for Indianapolis. I like Cleveland in this game. I would not be shocked if I'm wrong there. Like I said, I find it a 50-50. But uh, I think the Browns will win a close one at home.
0: Let's go to the Vikings, who got their first win last week and now trying to double down going at Seattle. They're only a seven-point underdog, which is interesting. Which makes me think I got to put my money on Minnesota. This will be my contrarian play of the week, Ram. Where are you going?
1: By the way, uh, I'm just going to break in here real quick. So the Dolphins, despite all the uh, pandemic stuff, have just been given clearance to have a 65,000 capacity stadium filled up. Uh, all right, where to nice go? Where to go, Florida? Uh, nice job by them. Also, uh, Flacco is expected to start for the Jets. So, all right, moving on. Uh, Minnesota and Seattle. You're taking Minnesota. I am shocked. I am taking Seattle big here. I do not think Minnesota can stop Seattle. They have no pass defense. Uh, Now, Seattle also has no defense. So I think it's a very high-scoring game. I think it's something like 38-28. Give me the Seahawks to win the game, cover the spread. Uh, Maybe you're sweating out a backdoor cover at the end. But I I think Seattle will take it. They will go to 5-0. I would not be surprised if by the end of this game, Wilson has 20 touchdown passes on the season.
0: All right. And lastly, Justin Herbert and the Chargers going to New Orleans, a seven and a half point favorite. He was super impressive in their loss to Tampa Bay and and Tom Brady. But hey, you blitz him. He was phenomenal in college. He was phenomenal last week, which makes me excited. Uh, The Saints obviously have not looked great. I think the Chargers keep it close. I'll I'll take LA.
1: Okay. I, I agree with you. I agree. I like the Chargers to cover. I think the Saints win, I think it's really close. But I like the Chargers to cover the spread. The Saints are beat up. Breeze hasn't played well. Herbert's look great. By the way, this game might be moved to Indianapolis because of the uh the storm down there on the on the bayou. If you're any, if you're down there and you're listening, please stay safe. This is I'll tell you, it has been one hell of a year, hasn't it? I mean it, the, the, really. The, I, uh, to, I, to quote I, uh to quote the great Dan Rather talking about nineteen sixty eight. This is just one goddamn thing after the next this year. <laughs> but uh yeah, I will take the Saints to
0: win the Chargers to cover. All right, three minutes to play in the podcast. We got to go quicker, over Ram. In or out? The NFC West sends three teams to the playoffs. In or out?
1: I'm in. I'm in. I'm sticking with it. I've been in. I'm staying in. Seahawks, Rams, and I will say one of the Cardinals and Niners. I'll stick with the Cardinals, although they're worrying me the last couple of weeks. Uh, I think the you know, Packers, somebody's got to win the East, and then Bucks and Saints.
0: Bears looking like they're doing the other way. The Vikings aren't. I, I, I'm with you. Three from the NFC West makes sense. Bet online was smart to pay out Chiefs betters for the AFC West, uh, which was an aggressive move by Bet Online. You want to explain that, Verdam, if you want in or so out? So,
1: uh, Odd Shark actually put this out that Bet Online is obviously a gambling website. If you bet on the Chiefs to win the AFC West, they paid it out. They paid <laughs> it out. It was just incredible. They put out they were like, yeah, four games into the year, there's just no way they're not going to win the division other than a Mahomes injury, which nobody wants to see. So we're paying out the bets. I think it's a genius move by bet online because now these people have more money in their pockets to go back and bet with. I think it's brilliant. Like instead of waiting and paying it out at the end of the year, they should find the hell with it. Here you go. Here's your money. Take it. But it also goes to show my guy, has that ever happened
0: before? Four <laughs> games in. It's crazy, but I'm in because they know their clientele. And once they have more money in the pocket, you know you're just going to give it to us eventually. So let's go. Uh, Seattle will reach the NFC championship game in or out on the Seahawks. I am in on them getting to the title
1: game. I don't think they'll win it if Green Bay's there because I think Green Bay's the best. The reason I put this on there is like, do they get there over Tampa? Tampa looks really good, but man, I can't bet against Wilson right now. Can't do it. Now, maybe I'll feel differently. Wilson cools down. They have some injuries, whatever. Right now, it was ridiculous. So I am, I am out. I or I am in on Seattle getting to the NFC title game uh, at the least. With the way that Wilson has played, uh,
0: the, the Bucks are winning games. And uh, listen, I'm, I'm still very interested and hope they, uh, you know, can do it. Be whatever a contender for the NFC ch- championship game and all that. But. Look, every throw that Brady completes that is a challenge, he's just throwing up a bunch of jump balls. uh, And he's, you know, every time he's, well, not every time, but often when he's slinging it out on 10-yard outs, he's getting picked off. So I'm out on Tampa being an NFC championship game player. I will take the Seahawks and be in on that one. The Browns will make the playoffs for the first time since 2002. Last week, you were on the fence on this, Vertorim. It's back on the rundown. You in or out?
1: You know, I put on the rundown because I think that if, if COVID really screws with the Pats, then I'm in. If the Pats can get themselves right, I, I still am out, but I bring it up because this, to me, is the critical game for the Browns. You know, you look at their schedule. There's some swing games in there. This is one of the biggest ones. They got to win this game against Indianapolis. It'd be a huge win for them. I'm out for the moment, but if they can win this game – Then all of a sudden, I think things change.
0: Baker hasn't played well. They're winning games. Do I think that Baker is going to get better or at least somewhat better and become league average quarterback level, which would put the Browns in the playoffs, I would say? Um, I guess I'm in. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I'm in on the Browns. They've, they have won me over. And I know I said some, I probably said some terrible things about the Browns. in I think week one, I just crushed them. So, Carm, uh, willing to be wrong here in week five. Uh, all right, real fast here, Matt. We got one minute. What's going on in life over there? Are you, I, I, sorry that uh, it seems stressful with your wife and dealing with trying to be a hero out there. And thank you to uh, Stephanie Vertoram for, for being a, a superstar for us.
1: Uh, that's pretty much what's going on in my life. I'm sick and tired of this crap. I'm gonna, I'm just, listen, I try to keep my, my, you know, I, I, you know what the hell with it. I'm, it's not even politics. I'm try, I try to keep my, my beliefs in life out of the podcast. It's about football here. Wear your damn mask. Where you? Da- you know how many times she gets a phone call from somebody who's, who's waiting to see if their test is confirmed positive, who calls them from the mall, from the mall, wear your masks.
0: Yeah, it's not that it's 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 really just not that hard. Um, and by the way, we're not saying wear your mask when you're walking by yourself down the street or in the park. You're going no, in of anywhere. course not where right. you're supposed to wear them. Right. Wear them to the damn
1: supermarket. Shut up that you can't breathe. My three year old daughter wears a mask, which which breaks my heart that she's got to do it. But she does it and she never complains. So I don't want to hear your 35 year old ass. Can't wear a mask when you're going to get a creatine shake. Shut up and put your mask on.
0: I think we're going to end the podcast right there. We'll see you Sunday night. Shut up and put your mask on. Thank you so much for listening to Stack in the Box today. Uh, we really appreciate, as you know, uh, when you give a rating and, or a comment. If you haven't done it to this point, today's the day. I can feel it. Take, give the extra three minutes to h- help us out. We really appreciate it. Our careers are on the line. Not exactly, but, you know, it helps. <laughs> Any final thoughts, Matt Verteram? I think I've had plenty of thoughts. All right. We'll see you next week or sunday progressive presents today's to-do list for your dog check front door check window check other window rest chin on ground look into distance bark for no reason check front door check window check other window your pet has a very busy schedule so it's up to you to make sure they're protected that's why progressive car insurance covers your pets for up to a thousand dollars if they're ever in a car accident with you chase shiny ball lose shiny ball find shiny ball eat shiny ball Get coverage for your pets with anti-auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by.